For those of you who don't know Eb, she's a great young lady in our church, loves people so much, loves our youth above and beyond, and she's always filled with faith. So let's stand tonight and welcome her as she shares. Wonderful. Thank you. You may be seated. I just want to second a big happy Father's Day to all the dads. Um, you guys are amazing. I know like in the world today, there's a bit of like, you know, a feminist movement happening in the world and there's like the future's female, but that's not true. Like dads, you are so crucial and you're so valued. And I know today is all about you, but really every day we appreciate great fathers, not just like um, fathers in our like families, but in society and in church life. We're constantly at youth trying to bring young people here on church on Sundays because we want them to find family here in this place. We want them to find, there's a lot, we even get a lot of young people who come from um, being in the orphan, um, what's it called, you know, like they, they don't have uh, parents, foster homes, that's it, thank you. <laughs> we get a lot of them, we're trying to bring them into church because you guys, you dads, men, in this house, you may be a spiritual father. Maybe you're not even a father yet, but a spiritual father. You're so valued and you guys are amazing. So happy Father's Day. I do actually want to um, show you this picture of my dad <laughs> who's here tonight. But um, I found, this isn't a very good quality photo. That's hopefully going to come up soon. But um, there it is. Okay, now I show you this photo because my dad, right, he wanted boys, he wanted sons. <laughs> Instead, he got three girls because my dad's a bit of a grease monkey. You know, he's got motorbikes, he's like grown up. You know, he's like, I'm going to have like sons. He probably dreamt of having a little boy van, you know, on the drums and stuff. Anyway, instead he had three girls who were like ballerina lovers, Disney princess lovers. And shout out to my dad who's just adapted to anything that us girls are in. And if you look in this photo... <laughs> Yeah, if you look at this photo, I'm on the end. That's one of my sisters in the middle. Me and my sister, we're doing what's called second position in ballet. And my dad's doing a perfect third position <laughs> in ballet. It's perfect. His form is so good. He's got the thumb down. He's got the perfect arch. So shout out to my dad. <laughs> Happy Father's Day. <laughs> He's an absolute legend. <laughs> no, really, he is great. And I do also, I know Pastor John isn't here tonight, but... In case he listens to this, but even him not being here, I do just want to um, third and honor him that he is just the father of this house. And what a great man, what a great role model we have. What a great person. You know, um, what you think of a father, someone who loves, prays, cares, like has the heartbeat of the family. And that's Pastor John's heart for this family, all of us, praying for us continuously. So we honor you, Pastor John. Happy Father's Day. And one more, because... My grandparents often listen to this when I do podcasts, and they live in Brisbane. They're a great Christian couple, my grandparents. So happy Father's Day, Granddad, if you hear this. Uh, I love you. Happy Father's Day. Thanks for being the head of our family. Uh, I had to do that. All right. Well, band, you may go. Thank you, band. Give them a hand. They're amazing. Especially um, Steve here on the drums. 
Like, I don't know what you've been doing, Steve, but your drum, your drumming's so excellent. Like, you are just, you, I don't know, you just, you're good. You've done three services. He's done every service today. And he's a father. Give it up. Well done, Steve. You're amazing. Great job. We love Steve. Yeah, so tonight we're going to be talking about the matter of the heart. The matter of the heart. And, you know, I was um, thinking about this topic and, um, you know, I just really felt like this is so on God's heart. <laughs> Speaking of hearts, it's so on God's heart. And the more I get to know God, the more I've like grown in relationship with Him, the more I've discovered that He doesn't care really about our actions. Like we don't get saved through doing good works, like being good people. It's all about our heart. In fact, even when we're like doing horrible, uh, like um, when we do sin or things in our lives, really it's God who wants our heart. And um, I was thinking about this, that, you know, God um, created our inmost being. Like he created the inmost parts of us. And when we were doing, we just done 10 days of prayer and fasting. On the Sunday, this, this time last week, well, in the morning, the Sunday morning we were praying, doing an early morning prayer meeting, and um, I was there praying, and I was praying for the things that I was believing for, right? I had my list of things I was believing for, and I was there, you know, going at it, praying, <laughs> and I felt God whisper in my heart. So this was my list of things, but I felt God whisper in my heart something that was way over here that I haven't told anyone, I haven't even brought it up to God because I just thought, oh, you know, not a big deal. But God spoke directly into something that was in my heart about that, you know, just like, just I'm with you. I see that in you. You're going to be okay. Like I know that's in you. And I just, uh, honestly, I was um like trying not to ugly cry in this prayer meeting because there's so many of us there. <laughs> but I was like so blown away that I was like, God, like, and it wasn't like God ignored everything I was believing for, but it was like, God sees our inmost parts, the parts that we haven't told anyone, the parts that even if we were to tell someone, they wouldn't quite understand. Only God can see what's in our heart. And I love that about God because that's where it's an intimate relationship with Him, that there's only things that I can bring to God and there's only things that, you know, He can speak into our hearts. And so tonight we're going to dig deep into this. I've got this as an illustration here tonight, that this is a heart. (laughs) It's actually a bottle of water, but (laughs) this represents a heart, right? And as you can see, this heart has red food coloring in it. It's been contaminated. It has red food coloring in it. And if I just pop this lid open, got it? You know, the thing, the Bible says this, it says in Proverbs 4.23, it says, so above all, guard the affections of your heart, for they affect all that you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being, for, for from there flows the wellspring of life, which basically means whatever's in our heart, it is going to pour out into all of our world, everything. So into our relationships, you know, into how we deal with circumstances, our attitudes, you know, what we're believeful, even our relationship with God. And as you can see, even though it might be subtle, like a subtle um, redness in this glass, it pours out into everything we do, everything we touch, everything, every conversation we have, and it even affects our relationship with God. And so tonight, our key scripture that we're going to study, we're going to get into, it's Matthew 5 verse 8, and it says this, it says, 
God blesses those whose hearts are pure, for they will see God. God blesses those whose hearts are pure. What a scripture, hey. And, you know, I was like... Um, like digging into the scripture this week and I like I get it the first thing I thought of was like oh yeah hearts that don't have sin in them you know like hearts that are pure that are clean that don't have sin in them but I the more I dug into my own heart I thought actually the things yes sin that's a big one but the see the thing with sin is that we can just call it like we, it's more in your face. Like you know when you sin in your heart, you've got a conscience. But the things that have really contaminated my heart, if I thought about myself, I was like the things that have like really got in there is being more things like rejection, offense or being hurt by others, disappointments, like that's a big one. Even disappointments when I thought God would come through and he hasn't. You know, even in our relationship with God, Guilt or shame, that's another big one. You know, the thing with guilt and shame is that, you know, guilt is like when you've done something wrong and you know it and you feel guilty. And it can actually be a good thing because it it causes you to go and apologize or it causes you to go and change. However, guilt is saying I did something bad, but then shame is saying I am something bad. You know, shame's a different thing. Shame is, and that that's a big one that I've had, I've faced and, I know I'm not alone here tonight, but when shame gets in your heart, you don't just refer to, I did something bad. You're now thinking you are something bad. You are this, you are that. Other things that come into your heart that contaminate it, like this ugly red food coloring, is words spoken over you that were negative, insecurities. You know, and tonight I just really pray that even as I'm speaking, that God would reveal to all of us, you know, me included, we all have things in our hearts that have contaminated our hearts that aren't supposed to be there, that aren't pure, that aren't um, of God, and they've caused pollution in our hearts. You know, when I was, um, like, the rejection was the first one I said. And, um, you know, when I went through this... Um, circumstance where someone like just walked out of my life and I thought like I thought they loved me you know I thought like yeah I thought they loved me I thought we were gonna like you know always have a relationship and then it was like suddenly they walked out of my life and just complete rejection got into my heart like straight away and you know it's this is the thing because I like came to church and I got prayer and it was like, cool, I'm like, okay, now I can keep going. And that's the thing, like we can instantly get healed. We can instantly see God move. Like God is so awesome like that. But when things get deep into our heart, when things get dissolved and mixed in to our innermost being, sometimes it's more of a walking out journey, a, like a whole month of coming to the Matters of the Heart series, a whole month of digging deep at this thing. Because what happened to me is I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm all good. But probably for the next 12 months, I was like, every time I'd get ready to go somewhere, it was like this pressure would come upon me, like, you've got to look the best. Like, you've got to be, you know, you've got to look sharp. You've got to be good. You know, like, you've got to be the best. And like this, it was like an insecurity, but it was this pressure that I put on myself. And I was like, what was that? That was the matters of my heart being poured out into that area of my life. Because really, I felt rejected. Really, in my heart, I felt like I wasn't good enough. So I had to look good enough, you know? And that's what happens when things get into our heart. It affects everything we do. And they're deep things. I don't necessarily want to talk too much into sin, but that's something we need to deal with. It's more of the deep issues that we have in our hearts. And, 
you know, the scripture, I was like, um, it's awesome because I was like, well, I want to see God. Like, who reads that scripture? And you're like, yeah, I want to see God. Like, how cool would that be? Like, you know, see, see God. Those with the pure heart will see God. But I was like, oh, God, I am just um, like overwhelmed by the fact that we have to have pure hearts <laughs> because who knows we um, are not born with pure hearts and that it's like, impossible (laughs) you know it's a hard thing to face and I was thinking about it I was like does this mean that when we've got these contaminations in our hearts does this mean that it actually stops us from seeing God and the pollution in our heart does it stop us from seeing God and you know um Dan and I were going to Japan soon (laughs) for a holiday (laughs) yeah it was our goal this year to go somewhere overseas so we booked it in faith and we're going (laughs) We're going, but um, we are booking, we want to go see Mount Fuji. You guys know Mount Fuji, the big um, volcano? Oh, there it is. <laughs> we want to see Mount Fuji. And um, what we have to do is, it's not cheap, right? Because we're staying in Tokyo. We'll have to book a tour that's, yeah, not cheap. And it's probably going to take us all day to, like, the got to get up early, catch the bus, catch the train, get there, see it, do a bit of a tour, and then catch a bus and back we go and um, we were talking to a friend who had been there recently and they're like you know this is what the photos are on like all the tourist websites and all the flyers this is what it looks like how amazing does that look like just beautiful so excited to go however if we go to the next photo this is more the reality. <laughs> this is often, even our friends, our friend who went, he's got this photo of him being like like this and all behind him is just cloud. And he was like, yeah, that was Mount Fuji behind me. But see what pollution does. It stops you from seeing clearly what's actually there. Like Mount Fuji's still there in that photo. We just can't see it. There's so much cloud, dust, pollution. I don't know what that is, rain, <laughs> whatever that is. you know that's what happens in our hearts is that we will often like I'll give you this example again is that my my rejection that I was facing it was blocking my view of seeing God as the restoring father he is like it was blocking my view of seeing seeing clearly and knowing God and you know um it is impossible to have a pure heart (laughs) because once um you know, even here in church, like we can like even be in the house of God and still struggle because the Bible says even thinking thoughts is having sin. Like the scripture that says if you if you think lustfully of that woman, you've committed adultery. Like how, how big is that? Like how, how crazy is that? And so I was thinking about the scripture and I was like, God, this is exhausting to think about trying to maintain a pure heart, trying to even get to the stage of having a pure heart. And, um, you know, I was thinking about that, but I was like, no, God never gives us a promise that we, that he can't fulfill. Like God never gives us false hope. Like even the scripture that seems impossible, it's not because God wouldn't give us false hope. Like if you hunger to see God with a pure heart, he's going to meet us there. He's going to help us do it. And um, it's the wonderful thing about Jesus. Just like I loved the last song we were singing, Oh, what a Savior, you know. And it's just the beautiful thing about Jesus who died on the cross is that he did all the hard work for us. Like, yes, if you try and think about yourself getting your heart right and pure, you're going to get exhausted. But if you just come to Jesus, he did all the hard work himself. 
He did it for us. You know, He is the only person to have walked on earth with a pure heart. That's why he did have such intimacy with God. You know, he would go away for 40 days to spend time with God. He had such an intimate relationship. He could see God and it's because he had the pure heart and he was the only one who had it. Like none of us deserve it. None of us have been able to sustain it, even if we got given it. But Jesus, he... um he was the ultimate sacrifice. Like he did die on the cross so that you and I could experience what it's like to have a pure heart. Like how cool is that? Like the only person on this earth to have a pure heart died on the cross for us so that all of us could experience it. And it's a wonderful thing that we would just go to Jesus and receive what he's already done for us, that we could experience this. I want to read Hebrews 9 verse 14. It says, Just think how much more the blood of Christ will purify your consciousness from sinful deeds so that we can worship the living God. For by the power of the eternal spirit, Christ offered himself to God as a perfect sacrifice for our sins. The perfect sacrifice that Christ would purify our hearts as the perfect sacrifice. I love the message version of that scripture. It says, think how much more the blood of Christ cleans up our whole lives inside and out. Through the Holy Spirit, Christ offered himself as an unblemished sacrifice, freeing us from all those dead-end efforts, those dead-end efforts trying to make it work, to make ourselves respectable so that we can live all out for God. Now, how good is that? How good is the power of um, Jesus dying on the cross for our sins? Oh, it is good. And, you know, I, um, this is my illustration for you guys. Let's put that into a visual aid. Oh, thank you, Dan. <laughs> a visual aid is that if we would just come to Jesus and open up our hearts. You know, there's many ways that you can get a pure heart. Like the Word of God cleanses. Um, prayer cleanses. Um, there's many things that cleanse. But tonight I want to just start off this month, this topic, with um, this one thing. is purely just being filled with God's Spirit. I saw this illustration when I was praying, that just when we open up our hearts, God fills us, fills us up with His Spirit, with His pure and perfect love that has no blemishes in it. He fills us up. Oh, I wonder if I can do more water. If you see, the more you get filled, the more you get filled, the clearer things get, the cleaner your heart gets. Look at the water now. Not so pink, is it? Oh, it's going to overflow into the speaker. <laughs> Better stop. <laughs> and I just thought, that's easy. That's easy just to go to God and open up your heart and be filled with Him. So every time we come into the house of God, you're getting a little bit more filled. But the thing is, thing is, we shower daily, right, people? I hope. <laughs> there was a bit of a like pause there. <laughs> or at least um, once every two days, at least that, right, people, young people? <laughs> um, we need cleansing daily. You know, we need cleansing daily. Yes, we can be filled when we come into the house of God. But come Monday, come Tuesday, you're going to need it. You're going to need it again. And then I was thinking about this. I was like, cool, God, you like gave me this illustration of all we have to do is just be filled more of you, more of you, more of you filling our hearts. And then I was like, so if we do that, is it just like, boom, then you appear, you know? 
Like I, I unfortunately read the Bible re- very literally. I have to really study it to see the meaning and behind words and things. But so I was like, boom, you just appear once we do that. And um, I actually was thinking about it because I was like, does that happen? And then I realized, how cool is this? I realized that it's in our moments of surrendering our hearts to God for him to fill them and surrendering the issues in our hearts, the things that have got in there and contaminated us, those moments where we've surrendered them to God and he fills us, it's when that happens. It's, it's not we do all these things and then we see God. It's in the process of it that we see the true character of God. You know, if, if there's like pain in your body, but there's something that's got into your heart to believe that you're never going to get better, that's something that's polluted your heart to not see God as a true healer. So in the process of you surrendering those thoughts, surrendering that, that disappointment, that pain to God, and in the process of that, you will be poured, God will pour his spirit into you and you will see God as your healing father. It's not like you see the outline of Jesus's body. Maybe you will. Some people are blessed. But <laughs> um, it's more that you will get to know in an intimate way in your heart the true nature of God. How cool is that? And so tonight, you know, in a moment, we're actually going to just take this moment. I didn't want to just preach this. I wanted it to be an opportunity for God to bring those things up in our hearts and, um, and to, to respond to this because, you know, I believe tonight that um, that as I've been speaking, things are coming up. The thing about what happened to me this time last week when we were praying and fasting is that I didn't even know that that was there. Like, yeah, I thought about it one time, like a few months ago, but I didn't actually realize it had seeped into my heart and was like a true warrior of mine. And so I believe tonight that we're just going to have some time to surrender our hearts, you know, open the lid off our hearts open our lid off our hearts for God to come in and speak to us what is hidden in the inside of us that has blocked us from seeing who he truly is you know maybe there's things that we have had that have seeped into our heart that we've held on to for years and it's just dissolved so much into our heart we just think it's normal we just think it's a part of us tonight I believe that God is just going to reveal something in you so that you would know that that's not who he's called you to be that's not what he's called you to carry in your heart If I could have the band come up, that would be amazing. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) No, I do. I really believe this. That um, Because I said this before, that it's something that we, like we can instantly be healed of things, but then there's some things that we just continually need to work at. And I really believe this is the first night of the month. This series goes for the whole month. I really believe that some of us, there's actually like deep work we need to do with God. And it's going to be so awesome. It's going to be so freeing for you. But it means you need to come to as much of church as you can get here to. Come to all three services if you can or come commit to every night. Maybe you need to join a group. You need to go and talk along alongside people. You need to share what's on your heart. Maybe you've never told anyone before what God's going to ask you to work on this month. Maybe there's a freedom group that you need to do like a freedom course like 
Freedom courses isn't just for people who have been like possessed or whatever. <laughs> it's for everyone. <laughs> it's for all of us. You know, <laughs> was that like a bit out there? But you know, <laughs> no, it's for everyone. It could be the smallest thing like, oh, I don't think I'm pretty. Go to a freedom course. Get free from that. It'll be awesome. So I want us all just to close our eyes in this moment. Because I want you to close your eyes and just take this moment just to let God speak into your heart. There may be things that you've completely forgotten about. Things that you didn't even know you was there. I tell you tonight that God so cares about you and what is in your heart. Maybe it's something that you're going through right now. You know, and you're trying to be strong, but... You know, it's seeping into your heart. It's affecting you deeply. What I want you to do right now is I want everyone to stand to their feet. Because what we're going to do is we're just going to have like a few minutes, just a few minutes of worship. The band's going to lead us. But as we're worshiping God, I want you to have this experience that we just poured water into this bottle But I want you to have this moment that as you exalt Jesus, his spirit, his presence will come and fill your heart. And I believe tonight things are going to be revealed in your heart. God's going to breathe things in your heart. As we're singing, I want you to surrender issues that maybe you have been too proud to surrender to God. Maybe you thought, I can handle this. That was nothing. That comment someone made was nothing. I can handle this. I want you tonight just to surrender your whole heart to God. Thank you, band leader. Wonderful. You know, I want you just to keep your eyes closed and lift your hands out like this. You know, we we do this as a sign of surrendering our hearts to Jesus. It may just seem like a, you know, action, but really it represents that tonight, if you want to surrender the matters of your heart, things that you have been carrying to God, lift out your hands right now. You know, during this week when I was praying, I felt like there's a man here and you are, you know, you're, you're like older now, but when you were six years old, a, a circumstance happened and something got printed in your heart from that moment. Just keep your eyes closed. <laughs> but something got printed in your heart in that moment. I want you, and maybe you've forgotten about it, but tonight God's highlighting it because tonight He wants to fill your spirit, fill your heart with His love. He wants to breathe on that circumstance, whatever it was, whatever is written on your heart, how you see yourself here tonight, God's coming to breathe on you. I felt like there's a girl here, and yes, maybe you've had a few bad hair days, and that happens to everyone, but something has imprinted in your heart that you are unlikely lovable, that you aren't pretty enough, that no one's going to treasure you. I want you to know tonight God is breathing on those lies that have been put into your heart. Man, I feel they've gone deep, that you think you'll never get married. I want you to know whoever you are in this room, that that is not from God. That is something that has contaminated your heart. And tonight God's pouring his love, his affirmation. He places the value of who you are in your heart tonight. Why don't you just surrender that to God?
I just really believe here tonight that there might also be broken hearts in this place. You know, you wouldn't even symbolize your heart as something that's really there and put together. I don't know who you are here tonight. Something's came into your world. Something has happened. And you've actually experienced that feeling. I can relate because I've experienced it. That feeling of like you want to almost vomit out your heart because you got so broken. Like a physical pain in your heart has like you felt physically like something ripped in in the inside of you of brokenness. I want you tonight to open up your arms, to close your eyes, to surrender it to God. And I'll tell you, I've experienced this myself. I got told if your heart's been broken, you'll you'll never get it back. You'll never be the same again. From now on you'll be different. And I just thought, no, that's not what God, not what Jesus did on the cross for, that I would stay broken. Tonight I believe that if you would open up your heart, yes, weep a little, cry out to God, surrender it to Him, that He would come and restore your heart, restore what has been broken. Come on, Ben, why don't you lead us one more time? Awesome. Wonderful. You know, I want to encourage you here tonight that every day you wake up, you put on, this is what I do, you can take it or do adapt it as your own, but put on a worship song, your favorite one, you can take that one that we're just singing. And like worship songs, they usually only go for about five minutes. And I'll just put it on and I will just think about Jesus. I might sing along. I'll just close my eyes. Usually I've got headphones in my ears, so I'm not distracted. And I just wait on God to fill me with his spirit. And I find in those moments that I don't feel like I've got this big, heavy heart inside of me, but instead I'm full and reminded of who God really is, that I would see him just by simply being filled by him and so tonight you know tomorrow when you wake up go do that put on a worship song continually be filled with him let his love wash and purify your heart and I'm going to hand it back to Dan thank you come on let's give it up for Ebony what an amazing word thank you for being so vulnerable